0: Welcome to Last Generation magazine podcast, offering God's truth in a turbulent world. In a world of chaos, you need to be informed and confident about what the Bible says on current issues. That's why we research, write, and publish relevant articles on contemporary topics, so that you don't have to be confused. You are listening to issue number 30.3, Resilience. In this issue, we explore how God's power can enable us to surmount trauma, trial, and tragedy.
1: Praying for Restoration Before making his request to Artaxerxes for help in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah spent months praying to Jehovah. Nehemiah, one of the Hebrew exiles, occupied a position of influence and honor in the Persian court. As cupbearer to the king, he was admitted freely to the royal presence. By virtue of his position, and because of his abilities and fidelity, he had become the monarch's friend and counselor. The recipient of royal favor, though surrounded by pomp and splendor, did not forget his god nor his people. With deepest interest his heart turned toward Jerusalem His hopes and joys were bound up with her prosperity. Through this man, prepared by his residence in the Persian court for the work to which he was to be called, God purposed to bring blessing to his people in the land of their fathers. By messengers from Judea, the Hebrew patriot learned that days of trial had come to Jerusalem, the chosen city. The returned exiles were suffering affliction and reproach. The temple and portions of the city had been rebuilt, but the work of restoration was hindered. The temple services were disturbed, and the people kept in constant alarm by the fact that the walls of the city were still largely in ruins. Nehemiah's Agony Overwhelmed with sorrow, Nehemiah could neither eat nor drink. He wept and mourned certain days and fasted, In his grief, he turned to the Divine Helper. I prayed, he said, before the God of heaven. Faithfully, he made confession of his sins and the sins of his people. He pleaded that God would maintain the cause of Israel, restore their courage and strength, and help them to rebuild the waste places of Judah. As Nehemiah prayed, his faith and courage grew strong. His mouth was filled with holy arguments. He pointed to the dishonor that would be cast upon God if his people, now that they had returned to him, should be left in weakness and oppression. And he urged the Lord to bring to pass his promise If ye turn unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and will bring them. Unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there." Deuteronomy 4 through 31 This promise had been given to Israel through Moses before they had entered Canaan, and during the centuries it had stood unchanged. God's people had now returned to him in penitence and faith, and his promise would not fail. A new purpose. Nehemiah Had often poured out his soul in behalf of his people. But now, as he prayed, a holy purpose formed in his mind. He resolved that if he could obtain the consent of the king and the necessary aid in procuring implements and material, he would himself undertake the task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem and restoring Israel's national strength. And he asked the Lord to grant him favor in the sight of the king. That this plan might be carried out. Prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, he entreated, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Four months, Nehemiah waited for a favorable opportunity to present his request to the king. During this time, though his heart was heavy with grief, he endeavored to bear himself with cheerfulness in the royal presence. In those halls of luxury and splendor, all must appear light-hearted and happy. The stress must not cast its shadow over the countenance of any attendant of royalty. But in Nehemiah's seasons of retirement, concealed from human sight, many were the prayers, the confessions, the tears heard and witnessed by God and angels. The King's Inquiry At length the sorrow that burdened the Patriot's heart could no longer be concealed. Sleepless nights and care-filled days left their trace upon his countenance. The king, jealous for his own safety, was accustomed to read countenances and to penetrate disguises, and he saw that some secret trouble was preying upon his cupbearer. "'Why is thy countenance sad?' he inquired, seeing thou art not sick. This is nothing else but the sorrow of heart. The question filled Nehemiah with apprehension. Would not the king be angry to hear that while outwardly engaged in his service, the courtier's thoughts had been far away with his afflicted people? Would not the offender's life be forfeited? His cherished plan for restoring the strength of Jerusalem, was it about to be overthrown? Then he writes, I was very sore afraid. With trembling lips and tearful eyes, he revealed the cause of his sorrow. Let the king live forever, he answered. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? A quick plea to heaven. The recital of Jerusalem's condition awakened the sympathy of the monarch without arousing his prejudices. Another question gave the opportunity for which Nehemiah had long waited. For what dost thou make request? But the man of God did not venture to reply till he had sought direction from one higher than Artaxerxes. He had a sacred trust to fulfill in which he required help from the king. And he realized that much depended upon his presenting the matter in such a way as to win his approval and enlist his aid. I prayed, he said, to the God of heaven. In that brief prayer, Nehemiah pressed into the presence of the king of kings, and won to his side a power that can turn hearts as the rivers of waters are turned. To pray as Nehemiah prayed, in his hour of need, is a resource at the command of the Christian under circumstances when other forms of prayer may be impossible. Toilers in the busy walks of life, who are crowded and almost overwhelmed with perplexity, can send up a petition to God for divine guidance. Travelers by sea and land, when threatened with some great danger, can thus commit themselves to heaven's protection. In times of sudden difficulty, or peril, the heart may send up its cry for help to one who has pledged himself to come to the aid of his faithful, believing ones whenever they call upon him. In every circumstance, under every condition, the soul weighted down with grief and care or fiercely assailed by temptation may find assurance, support, and succour in the unfailing love and power of a covenant-keeping God. Nehemiah in that brief moment of prayer to the King of Kings, gathered courage to tell Artaxerxes of his desire to be released for a time from his duties at the court. And he asked for authority to build up the waste places of Jerusalem and to make it once more a strong and defensed city. Momentous results to the Jewish nation hung upon this request. And, Nehemiah declares, the king granted me according to the good hand of my god upon me
0: thank you for listening to this last generation magazine article for more of our timely and biblical resources including our print and digital editions please visit our website at lastgen.net that's l a s t g e n.net Join us again next week for more of God's truth in a turbulent world.